0: Okay, so let's stop. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Parenting Unknown podcast. My name is Matt. Hopefully, everything's going well with you guys. I know it is for me. The weather's getting cooler. I'm recording this on a, I would say, dark and cloudy day, more like a lightning, thunderous storm kind of day. So I'm happy. I love this weather. We were just like 95 the other day. So for it to drop down to like, you know, the high 60s with rain, hail, thunder, lightning, I couldn't be happier. <laughs> I mean, I love the cold weather, for one. Like, I don't have to just sit there and sweat or feel sticky. And I could wear hoodies. I could wear sweaters. I could wear jackets. I could wear pants finally. If you don't know me, summertime, I don't wear pants whatsoever. I just I just can't. It's too damn hot for me. I'm not built that way. I'm a big guy, so I just can't do it. <laughs> so, But I want to talk about, I know you want, I want to talk about a lot of things. More specifically, it's about dressing the wounds from the past and moving forward. And I know that, With this podcast, it kind of goes in different directions, but I kid you not, it does really help me in my own journey in life to be a better person, to be a better husband, be a better father. I mean, at least try to do those things. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes when you write things down, you just have this realization of, you know, this was me, this is me, I got to make a change, and it happens when you're ready. So all this, it all leads... And stems from me wanting to be a better parent for myself. And in order for you want to be a better person, you got to work on yourself, and it's hard. It's it's damn near hard sometimes. And you know, it's easier for some other people, but for me personally, it's it's hard not to be sad all the time. If that makes any sense. It's hard not to feel so pessimistic, negative outlook on life, and it's just it's just hard. But like many of you. We all have our wounds from the past and at times they do still f- feel fresh. Some of the traumas we've been through, it just feels like they just happened yesterday. It's just because those impacts are so hard-hitting. They're so deep, it just it sticks with us. Whether they're still fresh that happened, you know, last week, in an argument with somebody, or they happened over a decade ago. There are moments in our life that had the hardest impact to, you know, our psyche. But what are we supposed to do with these events? How do they influence us? How do they affect us on a day-to-day? And you ask questions like, how, how is our mental state? What about the issues you have with your loved ones that are, you know, quote-unquote closest to you? I started thinking, like, do we confront the issues? Do we try to make amends? Or do we just drift away? I mean, farther and farther from the actual time these issues happen, If they go unchecked, they just start eating us, little by little, as time goes by. But like, does, does closure help? Does it really take away the pain? Do you learn to live with it? All questions that I'm still looking for personally, to be honest. Some I wonder, some are closed, some I have moved on. And what I'm trying to get at is addressing these issues to move forward with their lives. Even though time is passing, some of these heartaches hold us back from... Living and moving on. I I don't have the answers for everyone. I don't have the answers for you, 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 you. I I saw my, my son doing that. I don't have the answers for everybody. I only found the answers that helps me move away from it and to kind of move forward. And like I said before, like, if what I say kind of lines up with what you're feeling or how I mean you may act, I mean, this is for you. And if not, then... You might need it later in life. You might have another friend or something like that. Not everyone was going to agree with me, and how I think, how I choose to address things, or you know what I do to cope, and that's fine, perfectly fine. I don't. Ex- life is not cookie cutter. Life is not the same for every single person on this earth. We all on our own paths, and we all got to find ways to navigate this thing called life. So, but you know, like I said, it took me years, and actually, this podcast. Really, really helped me, even though I'm like by the time this comes out, like around sixty episodes in. It's funny because I written this, I was like around fifty, so you could tell when I'm recording this or not. I've written close to about a hundred episodes and counting. And even though I'm just writing things down right now before recording them, it's it's a huge relief. One of the things that some people tell you that I've heard is that you just gotta let it go. Just let go. And it sounds super easy. But it's so damn hard. If our trauma deals with a loved one as much as you hurt, there's still a deep down connection keeping you from, you know, cutting that final string. And one of these things that I'm talking about, I've had with my aunt, you know, as an example, which of course I'll use my life as an example. Who else going to use, right? <laughs> you know, I used my aunt as an example because when I was young with my grandma, the youngest of her kids was still living with us for a good while. I believe she left the house when she was like 17. She got into it with my my grandma and just like everyone does, they they get into it with my grandma and they move and you know whatever, right? She would watch me, take me places, and even for her senior trip for some reason, I went with her. We went to SeaWorld and I don't know how that happened, why, but I was with her senior trip at the high school that I went to, I was just with her. And thinking about like now, like A senior taking a kid there it's like what the hell like was that your kid back then it was a little bit more like shameful i mean i guess now not really so much but yeah you know back then but you know i I remember when she got kicked out of the house it was it was hard for me because i would i grown so close to her and it kind of felt like you know a big sister kind of thing even though she would watch me and she was technically my aunt, she was older than me kind of felt like a big sister and You know, but she had a disagreement with my grandma and she left home. She went with my other aunt that none of the family likes. That's for a different, that's a different story. But you know what? I guess that runs in the family. And I remember her before she left. I remember her telling me that when she gets all settled in, she'll pick me up and take me as much as she could. And for the most part, she did. She lived with my, you know, my two other aunts at the time in the Valley. I spent a good amount of time with them. Whether it's weeks, a weekend, you know, I was, I was there as much as I could, because let's face it, my grandma and uncle, they worked, one was at the bar, I think was gift wrapping and bullets or something like that. I don't know. And they like to go out, my uncle liked clubbing. So when they offered to take me for, you know, a, a good period of time, a good week, two weeks, especially in the summer, it was party time. They were all for it. <laughs> I remember calling them during the time and it was just like, whatever, but, you know, like, you know, whatever. Um, during this time, it was around the time that I almost drowned and I almost died from it. But you know, that's another story. But now hardly anybody in my family drove. It was just like two aunts that drove pretty much. And for everything else, it was just taking the bus and living in Bull Heights, traveling to the Valley, you know, the Van Nuys, Pacoima area, even Sun Valley, Sun Valley too. That was a mission in itself. Sometimes it would be a three, three and a half hour bus ride. But you know, I didn't care. I looked forward to it, and it was a chance for me to leave my house and be happy. And with my grandma being sick, I was getting sick after. My uncle not really wanting to watch her, but he kind of got guilted into it because that's his mom. I had to hide being happy at different times, depending on the mood of the house. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't go in there happy go luckily while my my uncle and my grandma were fighting. I couldn't go in there all happy when my grandma was tired from, you know, whatever illness she had. You know, it was something that I kind of had to hide and just kind of go with the flow in that house. So these valley chips were, they were adventures. I was reunited with my aunt and I got to go see my other aunts and my other cousins. And during around this time, maybe like around 93 to, I don't know, 96, 97, I want to say, just around that time frame. There was beef between my aunts and my grandma. What was it? I don't know. And I really didn't ask, even when I was an adult. I just knew that they had their disagreement and left it at that. See, they weren't really around a whole lot. And these are the aunts that I really love because they were well, my two other aunts, my, my aunt Frances, my aunt Panchi, and my aunt that's no longer with us, my aunt Lizzie. They were just the life of the party. That this high energy around them it was something you like being around. And and mean as a kid. Me as a kid is something I like being around too. But you know these times were fun. I was a small kid and I got to go out to the market by myself and my cousins. I was free to run around and play with the other kids in the apartment complexes. They would order pay-per-views. It was most of the times where I gotta watch Mike Tyson fight and it was it was events. It was it was just good, good memories. My aunt would take me to the movies, hanging out with my cousins, playing games. It was just I loved it. So, throughout the years, the relationship with my aunt grew, grew, and grew. You know, flash forward, it was around the same time that me and my wife was, were helping taking care of our five kids. And sadly, that was it. That was around almost 10 years ago now. And to that point, I'd say the relationship was good. But it grew from being an older sister to an aunt to kind of having this mother-like figure. And even you told my my girlfriend that, my wife now, and she was even nervous to meet her because if you have you know, this orphan kid, me, you know, being me, and hearing me to say, you know, kind of like a motherly figure, it's kind of like a big deal. My grandma was gone, so my girlfriend knew that this was kind of a big deal. You know, but looking back, I wouldn't choose those words again, but just to say, you know, you could see the layer of relationship that we had. And when the, when she got her kid taken away, rightfully so, she was just a mess. There was a huge emotional impact with everybody involved, especially with you know, obviously my aunt. And I knew she felt extra bad because at times her mom would beat her and her siblings. And it just got passed down. And fortunately, her kids got affected by it. To be honest, she felt like a failure. No way throwing dirt in her, her eye right now. is just the feelings that there was going on at that time. And the rest of us were making sure that the kids don't get in the system because you had five kids, one in high school, one in middle school to an elementary and one baby not to keep up with taking to school, dropping off. It was, it was a lot <laughs> times. I wish I don't go back to if Yeah. It's like one of those things, like, you know, they say when you die, that light at the end of the tunnel is just you replaying back your whole life. And because time is at a different pace during that point right now, we could all be experiencing our own, uh, life again after death If that makes any sense so if that hasn't already happened and i'm not talking and i'm already passed away if i get to my last inches of life and that does happen it's, it's one of those things that i don't look forward to just because it was such a draining time it was it was a test that tested everybody individually it tested me and my girlfriend's relationship and it was just a huge a huge blood sucker of of your energy it just made you depressed. It made you sad. It made you angry. It was just something that I would steer clear of. If I had a chance to do my life again, I would I would try to stay away from that. But, you know, you go through these things, you move on, you live with them, you try to find learning lessons, in them. that's what I'm using it now. So we were making sure that these kids don't go into the system, and it was just a lot to deal with. Give, you know, we told a social worker we won't be able to do it no more. We moved out, me and my girlfriend— and my then uncle uncle at the time, my aunt's husband, called, talked to us, got in a little disagreement, and he said, you know what, when we get our kids back, you guys are no longer family. And that hurt. That hurt after all everything we had been through up to that point. For him to say that and be so easily cut ties, it hurt. And thinking about it ten years later, it still it still does little a little bit. But as time goes on, that little hurt starts it goes away little by little by little, and that was the end for our relationship. That was the absolute end. I hit her up and asked her about it, and she said, "Well, if he said that, then you know I'm gonna I'm gonna stay by his word." And I thought, like, ah, oh, okay, all right, I, I see how it is. I see how you're you're throwing this. That hurt as hell. That hurt like hell too. But you know, gotta make that cut. If you're getting an infection in your foot and start developing gangrene or other complications, you got to cut it off. And that's that's exactly what I did. And when I went to my uncle too, I stopped talking to my uncle for different reasons. This was just one of them too. I went for him asking him questions, asking him to like talk to her, you know, because strange reason they all looked up to him. And he said, no, he's a wall. If her husband said that, then he has to just stick with it. And I told him like, you don't see any like issue with that. I just said, like, you know, we get their kids back, but no longer family. Like, you don't see anything. He's a "Well, It is what it is. And that was one of the li- little F views that I got. And I cut him off, too. And I know me cutting him off, much more hurtful from him to me. Because he sees me as, like, his kid, kind of. I mean, I don't like saying that, but he does. He helped, quote-unquote, raise me with my grandma. And, you know, obviously, he paraded me around with his friends, can I get the social... Trying to get this social little uh, jump up and everything. But, you know, I was just part of it. So I knew it hurt him more than it hurts me. And it's a question of, he didn't say, would I still be involved in my family? It was just, you're done. And all this, it it broke my heart. I'm not going to lie. If I sit here today and say it didn't hurt me, I'd be lying. Like, you know, I'm not trying to look tough or anything, you know, anything like that. It hurt. It really did. But I laid that hurt with anger, bunch, a bunch of anger. And when anger harnessed properly, it could be used for good. It could be used for total rage and destruction. It just depends on how the anger is inputting into you and how you're outputting it. But you can use it as to motivate you. And somebody tells you, you know, you're never gonna, you're, gonna, you're lower than this. You're never going to be this, this, and that. You get angry. You get pissed. Use that as a motivation to like prove them wrong, better your life and say, you know, F you. This is, this is me now. Or if you are like me at times, you just wanted to hit everything you can, whether it was cars, a building, a uh, punching bag, the thing I was doing, Muay Thai at the time, working out. It was just a lot of anger. And you know, at that point, I did what my family knows how to do. And that stopped talking to each other. My two oldest aunts did it to my grandma in the last five, 10 years of her life. And, you know, my other two uncles, too, for a good period amount of time. One moved to Ohio, the other one up to Washington. And they had their own issues, but they needed to get away. So I guess you could say I have had a toxic family. It sounds fun, right? Like I said before, super draining. And now I move forward. I decided to let go. If I kept them in my life, I knew, I know I wouldn't be happy. To this day, I know I wouldn't be happy. Yeah, even though I'm my aunt... My aunt Banshee, my aunt Frances, she met my kids maybe about last month, and seeing her light up when she see my kids, tell me how cute they were, how adorable they were. They gave her hugs. Max did. Mia's like me. She stands off. It made me feel good. It kind of made me feel like you know what, maybe I should hang out with her more, and I don't know. Maybe things will happen. But she started telling me about the family and how what they're doing to, it. and it just sounds like the same old shit. And it's like nope. Back to reality. Let's. You know, out of this fantasy world where everything's hunky dory and perfect, but no, no, no. You know, if I kept all of them in my life right now, I wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't feel comfortable smiling and just me being me. I'll be censored. And it was a hard decision, but I had to get it done. My aunt has then since apologized via text. And she kind of used as gateway to go into my cousin's birthday, but, you know, I declined. My uncle sent me his invitation for his, you know, 50th an- birth anniversary his 50th birthday party. And it was one of those, oops, I'm sorry. Like, you know what you're doing? You're not doing that on accident, you're doing it on purpose. And at the time I had them all blocked on social media. And then I said, fuck it, I'm going to unblock them. And if they creep on my, because I caught them creeping on my page, you know, when they like a picture, a notification pops up. But when you go back, they unliked it. Something like that. I caught them a couple of times doing it. And then I blocked them. And I said, you know what, I'm going to unblock them. So if they want to see my page, you want to see what I'm doing, Go for it. It's going to hurt them more than it hurts me knowing that I'm not in their lives. Sounds a little cruel, but you got to find your way to kind of move forward a bit. This is just one of my little petty ones. You know what I mean? But you know, man know she wasn't a good decision on her part. And now her husband's divorced and it's unfortunate. It's an unfortunate situation and I hope they've learned. But sometimes you just can't go back to things the way they were. Since letting go, I I guess I learned to forgive them and say, Yeah, it was a city situation and she had made her apology for it. And I guess you could say, you know, I forgave them in a sense, but damage is done. Just because you forgive, you don't forget. And as an adult, you don't have to go back. One of those misconceptions that I had as a kid that like so somebody says sorry, you gotta go back to them. <laughs> no, you don't. And if you grow up with the closer family, I could I guess Go back to them and give them another chance. I me mean, was just different. But there's there's just too much, too many layers to just go over there and say, like, you know, hi, here's me, here are my two kids. You know, I'm a family now. Let's be a perfect family with each other. I, I just had to let all this go. Pressure of thinking of now is a good time to see how they were doing to kind of like get back, you know, it's it was weighing on me. You know, it's just something I knew if I had to circle around me again, it was just going to bring me down like an anchor. And I couldn't do that. I just got married. I started my own family. It was something I couldn't do. And that's why I always stress all the time about breaking the cycle. If I went back, I was going to be doomed to repeat it. And I think I just made the right call for me and my family, my mental status, my depression, and the happiness that I sacrificed. And this is a circumstance that I accepted and said to myself, it's happened. Yeah, it hurts, but there's so much you can pull away from this to add to my toolbox of navigating life. 10 years in the past, now I accept it and I'm choosing to move forward. I think there's a point in everybody that enough is enough. yeah, sometimes it's can last months, days, years. But it feels like it feels like everyone has a point where they say enough is enough. That's it. It's hard. We gotta get it done, and it all starts with you. It all starts with you taking the first step and letting go. And when analyzing these situations, a range of emotions are going to come up. Don't shy away from them. Take them head on. I mean, it's needed. You need to vent, talk to somebody, in a journal, or even with a therapist. And for me, it's. This podcast of some sort. Taking responsibility can help when we feel guilt, embarrassment, shame, especially about the past. And for for our role in the events. Let's face it. Sometimes we look back and we put the blame on ourselves. Like, I could have done this a lot differently. I should have done this. Why was I there? Why didn't I say no? Why was, you know, put a lot of blame on ourselves. And sometimes. Sometimes these events, they're out of our control. They're out of our hands. Once you get a little bit more clarity, once you get a little bit more of, you know, we're taking this head on, we begin to see that. It doesn't mean, you know, blaming oneself, but it's simply acknowledging what happened and taking ownership of our past actions. There's going to be times where the issues that we have were by our own hands, by our own words, and we have to take ownership. It's not easy, but we got to do it. Pregnancy mindfulness encourages people to focus on what's happening in the present. It really keeps us from losing our minds in the past. That's the balance that we need to deal with the past while healing the present and our future. we make the step to heal ourselves, we could appreciate what we have and now set our sights on a happier future. And I'm not just saying this because I read it from somewhere. It's something that I know from experience and I'm practicing it to this day. It's not easy, but like a lot of things in this life, it's a work practice, patience, execution. these small little lessons we teach ourselves can help you know our kids in the future too. Because I guarantee you all your little issues that you're dealing with right now that you're trying to work through, trying to get better for to be a better person, whether you have a kid, very small age, whether you're thinking of having kids or let's say you have a little bit of an older kid, and you're trying to work on yourself. It They're all going to be tools when it comes to your kids, because like I've been told before, stuff that you deal with, it's only a matter of time before kids come up to you with similar problems or similar sets of things that you can come help them. You can help them with. So for you and for your kids, it helps. I mean, there's a there's a bigger picture when it comes to healing ourselves, but just remember, it starts with us. And if I could leave anything from this episode, is that it really just starts with you. If you want to make yourself a better person, do it for you. Don't do it for anybody else but you. In order for us to be better parents, better spouses, better girlfriends, boyfriends, daughters, husbands, I said husbands, (laughs) daughters, sons, brothers, anything like that, it all starts from us. Nobody controls our life but us. You may think you have somebody controlling it in a sense of you got to go to work. You got to wake up. Your boss dictates your life for you know 40 hours out of the week. And if you live at home still, maybe you might have issues with your parents or your mom's not doing this, doing that. Your father's doing this, saying that. It all starts with you. It all starts with us. So if you want to make that leap, just remember you have your life in your hands. And if that means making a better self making yourself a better person for the rest of the world or your kids or anything like that, it's worth it. Take the step and don't be sure to reach out to friends, family that you feel confident in, you know, venting to or asking some advice because let's face it, it does help to vent to somebody, ask advice, get a little pointer here and there. It helps. So thanks again for listening for another week and until next time.